So hello and welcome to our Business Roots Chats. Today I'm with Paul Harkins, an old friend of mine from Aspen Solutions. He's the managing director there. Paul, how are you? Good, you? Yeah, fine. Thank you very much. So for the people who don't know about Aspen, tell us a little bit about it. So Aspen was formed in 1998, so 25 years old this year. Um, it was only started by my dad, Vincent, um, and we sold photocopiers. And as the photocopiers became, went from analogue to digital, um, we moved with it as well. So we then moved into IT, um, and we're now a, a managed service provider. So managed service providers effectively outsourced IT. So right. anyone um, who needs an IT function rather than having someone in-house, we do outsource for them. So. Got you. So you started off selling the boxes, a big lump of plastic. Yes. Uh, and then you move, and I can still buy a laptop off you if I want one. Yeah. Right. But you've now moved into the the, the, the kind of whole IT solutions piece. Yes. Yeah, we're a Microsoft Gold partner, um, and effectively we use the tenant and their uh, platform to control the data in someone's business. Something from emails, calls, all this sort of stuff. But effectively, yeah, it's it's data we try to manage for the businesses and. That stack of products can be used across any uh, business, um, but it's effectively controls data, what data it is, who's accessing it, and when they're accessing it. So that's the that's the kind of play. And you say your dad started the business. So what was what was kind of his idea to start it? Where did where did that come from? He trained with Canon Scotland, um, selling copiers. He went out himself with a partner. Um, at the time, it was a bit disaster because it done really really well, but. Um, the partner was a um, kind of your uh, white gold um, double glazing window salesman. Like that is a brilliant reference, uh, by the way. Just in case anybody out there hasn't seen that, White Gold is a fantastic TV program. So the the guy <laughs> was a uh, fast women, fast cars, and fast lifestyle, and it never worked. So my dad started the business back up himself, uh, rather being in partnership in nineteen ninety eight, and it's kind of grown every year since. And I, I spoke to someone last week about this in terms of like it's continually evolved from what it is or what it was in 1998 to what it is just now and, and when we're looking to project over the next five years and I think you sit down sometimes and um, you have these fantastic projections and you're just putting figures on the board and trying to work towards them but everything we've done is probably an incremental so yeah. everything with the move from um, analogue to digital and the copiers didn't come overnight the move from copiers to sell on IT, to sell on phones, to sell on full end-to-end service for your for business, digging overnight. So incrementally we've kind of got there. And it's, it's quite good in terms of we're probably now at 50-50 split on about £10 million of turnover between hardware and services, which mm-hmm. um, yeah, is remarkable because when I joined the business almost 10 years ago, 10 years in October, we are probably 80% hardware and 20% services. So that brings different challenges, especially service delivery, but um, they're kind of good challenges um, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to the screens broke my laptop or the, the cover. The, the, list too, uh, the challenges so, you get from me. Yes. I've broken it again, Paul. Yeah. I've broken it again. How do you open this laptop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is your dad still involved in the business? Uh, not an operational capacity. He, he's an entrepreneur. He fancied being a chairman, but entrepreneurs aren't really made for being chairman because the structure, the the the... Uh, ah, yeah, the, the structure, the, the, the time needed is different to his, how his brain's wired. So he's probably, I would actually say, mentor. Um, yeah. And he can help operationally if he needed. So it was really good during COVID. Um, people were, were sometimes uh, COVID strict at work and COVID mm-hmm. reckless at home. So when, <laughs> um, when there was 
anything to be done that needed to be done during that whole period. My dad helped out, stays quite close to the office, so things are opening up, closing, and it was, it was brilliant having him, and he's a really good support to me. Um, and But he doesn't have the appetite to be hurt for anything in a yeah, structural manner, mean. so... Mm. Um, it works. It does work quite well, and it's funny as well because I'm accounted to trade, and um, I can look at a PNL, have a feel for the business where he can watch the walk through the stores, speak to the sales guys, speak to the engineers, and he'll roughly know how the business is done yeah. in a month just from having a feel for it, which I, I don't have, might never get because I'm probably too uh, um, analytical when it comes to the PNL. But yeah, he's definitely he understands the business to its, to its core, so it's good to have him. And he's probably one of the people that gives you the confidence in the business to to make sure that you can make those decisions and apply those strategies and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. I think like, it's amazing what you've done because um, left school at fifteen, um, started sales, sold oil, sold um, uh, cleaning products, sold kitchen foil, moved into copiers. No background in business at all, um, but he took a business from zero to five million pound of turnover. Just like almost just been that confidence in himself. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he managed to run the business. He literally just looked at the bank balance every month to see how well they were doing, which is which is amazing. If it's so, a good number, he's yeah. happy, and if it's a bad number, he's slightly less happy. But that that confidence to go and do it, I, I think like yeah, these people, and it's easy for me to see Kevin joined a, a business, um, and maybe given probably a leg up. Um, however, that confidence just to go and take these opportunities is is, is really what yeah, is quite inspiring and also trying to kind of model that into what we're doing and providing service to customers. Um, but IT is complicated, but it's complicated if you've got no idea about IT. Same way with accounts, how do you fill a VAT return? If you've never looked at a VAT return before, you'd not know what to do. So, But it is quite simple if you have the systems and process and procedure in place. So we're actually trying to instill that in the clients by yeah, we want to deliver clear, deliver clear solutions in a confident manner and that will um, foster trust with the relationships and it's kind of like almost like a bit of flywheel if you can just get it going quicker yeah, and quicker and yeah. quicker so, and then it starts to roll yeah yeah. but it's that confidence piece and the confidence comes from for us is making sure the guys know the technology so they're, they're continually learning they're doing their badges um, and investing in technology as well we don't sell anything we don't use mm -hmm. Um I think disingenuous um, so it's effectively that that confidence in what we're doing just like the best possible solution if it was your business what would you do so that's what our customers are effectively asking us yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of time people can overcomplicate things by asking customers a whole of questions rather than just understanding the goal and doing it to our best of our ability so having the confidence to do that is difficult but it comes from yeah prep comes from exams comes from kind of uh, knowledge, knowledge yeah. skills all that kind of stuff so and you've mentioned a couple of times and obviously i know this that you're an accountant by trade now you clearly have been familiar or aware of this business for quite some time because your dad set it up yeah. and i'm guessing he set it up when you were Wait, that was late early teens <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he set it up when 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 you were still living at home yeah. with him. Um, so you're familiar with the business. Talk about your route though. So when when you were a kid at school, was your dream to be the MD of your dad's business or something else? Probably actually. I think I didn't really think about it too much. Being a kid, like playing rugby, going out with my friends, but I was always involved in the business. Um, when the business was started in 1998. My dad would be working seven days a week, so nine times out of ten, after 
rugby or football in the morning, you'd be going to work to mm -hmm. um, clean up, deliver furniture, deliver photocopiers. So I was always around the business. And actually, um, I, I used to look forward to, to working at the weekend because there was no one else in the industrial estate. And my dad just literally wanted me out of his hair. So he'd give me the keys to his Renault Candle van and I'd drive it around the, the car parks <laughs> at, at 12 to learn my learn to drive. So that was, I really enjoyed it. And I remember being out with my, my dad on jobs and, and helping out. And I, I, I had an inclination that I'd like to do that. Um, albeit, I didn't realise how hard my dad worked until I started doing, started walking in his shoes and it was probably even more admiration for, yeah. for what he'd done in terms of he never really had any support either. Um, whereas I was quite fortunate to join a business with a, with a really healthy balance sheet. Um, took a bit of a dip for a good few years until we uh, figured out what we were doing. But but that's that's one of the roots, isn't it? You know, when, Whenever you change something as dramatically as you do, you're going to get that kind of dip. You're going to get people feeling a little bit uncomfortable. You lose people. Um, but but then, then it comes out the other end. And you know you're living proof of of the business can, businesses can do that so far, so far, yeah. <laughs> Long may it continue. Eh? So, um, but so you you then went off to be an accountant though. So what what where was the jump from you? You're driving around your dad's car park in in his Renault Kango van, which sounds brilliant, and you're going out on jobs with him, and then suddenly you go, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be an accountant. How, how did that happen? I think I was conscious of um, even from a young age, you were the boss's son. Um, and I thought if I was going to join the business, I'd need to bring something to the business, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just join and work its work its way through it or work my way through it. Um, so consciously, I, I I spent a bit of time with my dad's accountant at the time, a guy called Stuart, a fantastic guy, um, who took me in, uh, done some work experience, and explained the value you could bring to a small business if you had that financial discipline. Um, so. That was kind of the route to it, um, and then, but also, it was kind of the fallback of well, you can go and do this. If it doesn't work out with your with the business, then you're still a CA and you can still go and yeah, get exactly. a job somewhere else. So everyone's always going to need accountants. Yeah. So there's obviously been a few kind of challenges, bumps in the road along the way. What, what kind of things have you faced? Well, probably the biggest challenges I faced early on in my career was um, I really struggled with the accountancy exams, mm -hmm. um, so I failed the same exam uh, three times when I was at RSM 10 and part of the training contract was that you couldn't, you didn't, you weren't supposed to get a second or so, you weren't supposed to get a third reset, but it was really unusual for someone to go to a fourth reset. So I was let go uh, of my training contract two years into my um, my career as a, a fledgling accountant. Um, I had to then set the exam, pay for it and set the exam myself, um, almost kind of in a class of one. Um, because I'd started this CA journey, um, I really wanted to finish it. And I found that, probably when I look back now, I didn't have any work. So I was actually working for one of the clients at RSM10 as a plumber, um, plumber's mate. Um, and I gave my taste for what I didn't want to do or be doing for the rest of my life. But I remember going along to job interviews and there was loads of job interviews to just to be a kind of general accountant and move into that space. Um, and I found that probably because I was quite focused on wanting to finish off my CA, there wasn't that many opportunities. Um, so there was a lot of rejection from um, a lot of interviews I went to. Um, so that was quite difficult. So, so you're still trying to become a chartered accountant? Yeah. But you're working as a plumber? Well, or a plumber's mate. Plumber's mate, yeah. Well, a plumber's mate, I'm imagining, is the guy that kind of the plumber's underneath the sink fixing the 
yeah. you know, all the glamorous stuff, and you're and you're handing him bits of pipe. Yep. Fundamentally, is what you were doing. Um, okay, and and when you paid for your fourth reset of the exam, did you pass it the fourth time? Yes. Um, Probably because you'd paid for it yourself. Is that what well, you said? No, it wasn't. I think I just didn't understand the, what they were asking. So to be fair, I cast gave me loads of help in terms of this is what we're asking you. So you need to look at the questions, and so that was the there was extra extra study support, and um, yeah, effectively. I got through it, I passed it quite well, but it was quite nerve-wracking because I hadn't passed that exam, my career prospects as a CEO. Would you have given up? If you hadn't passed that, I would could, you have just I've, stopped? I've, 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 if I'd failed the exam, there's not a fifth reset, so there's only there's four resets. So they won't let you do it yeah. at all? You'd have been, I'd have been sitting in now talking to a plumber's mate. Yeah. Or if all had gone well, a plumber. But I'm already <laughs> if I'd managed to pass my... Fantastic. And then, so you passed it the fourth time, and then when you joined Aspen, I think you joined as financial director, didn't you? Yes. Um, it was a bit of a route to get there, but yeah, and if, and that was probably the, the next big challenge was that, um, one, I probably over-promoted myself because of nepotism um, from my, my dad's business, but also as well then that challenge of dealing with people, which is something as being an accountant uh, you don't really get trained for, mm-hmm. um, and that was probably the most challenging, and I, I wouldn't say I've, um, I've maybe, uh, I've probably got better at dealing with people, but I've not completed that task because it's, cause it's very difficult. Yeah, you're on your fourth reset on that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so people's now probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Retaining, attracting, retaining um, good people is, is what we find most difficult in our business, especially we're trying to um, move to more and more professional services as opposed to just IT hardware. So, yeah, that's a, a big challenge. And, and, and that's where you want to go with the growth of the business. What you need is more good people yeah. who, are th- who are then... A- able to train them properly, give them more skills, give them job security, going back to all the stuff you talked about before. Okay, so that takes us up to where we are now. What's what's next for you? For me, this is probably hard to separate between me and the business, because um, you can morph into that, um, that one entity at times. But what's next for us, um, i.e. me and the business, is continue growth. We want to get to... Fifty million pound of service income in the next five years. We need people to do that. The market's changing more towards um, cyber security as opposed to IT support, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got a challenge to find new staff, retain the staff we've got, and upskill them to meet those challenges. But that's where we see the growth in the business over the next five years. And if in five years' time we've got a fantastic business that that runs itself, then. I'll be really happy with that, um, and it's just about empowering people around about me to, to, to step up, and, yeah, and create more value, and everyone gets a bit more money out of it. So, superb. And 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 do you see Aspen as 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 kind of your baby now? As do you feel your dad's passed it on to you? Yeah, to to a certain extent. Um, I think my dad's probably identity was closer, closer knit to Aspen than mine's, essentially, because I probably had a life before that. Um, my probably my identity split wrapped into being an accountant as well. Um. But there's really key people in, in the business now, and I kind of see that they treat the business the same way that I treat the business. So mm-hmm. I, I feel that um, the team that I've got around me almost help carry that identity. And um, yeah, and that's that I'd like to do is broaden that out so more people can get bought in, more people can can get what I get from it, and, um, and we'll make some. We'll make some. Uh, basically, what what are what we'll do is create company wealth, and what we see company wealth is yeah. obviously um, return for the shareholders. But what that actually means is that it's more opportunities for the staff, 
um, more money for the staff and um, job security for the staff. Yeah, which so, is massively important. So we we'll look to create that company wealth um, and that's the how we can try and get the buy-in from the guys. Um, but yeah, that's the plans. Superb. Now imagine, Paul, that you're walking around that industrial estate that your dad had his, uh, his kind of first office in and you see the young Paul Harkins driving around in the Renault Kango van, 12 years old, little blocks on his feet trying to drive the van. What advice would you give that that young man now, knowing what you know? I think if, if you're joining, want to join a family business, I think you need to go and see what how other people do things. Mm -hmm. I think to just go straight into a family business and you're only ever going to be as good as or worse than the person that you're inheriting the business of because you're copying their business um, uh, ideas and what they want to do. And I think that diversity, um, there's not really any new ideas anymore. It's almost just a knitting together of mm -hmm. what people are doing. And, and when I'm working with tenants, seeing in the backs of how people made money, how people treated their staff, how people and stuff. And also um, having managers, having different managers, good managers, bad managers. Sometimes you learn more off of having bad managers as opposed yeah, yeah. to good managers. So yeah, I think to go and see a bit of how other people do things before you jump in the family business and that to thing. get a little bit of wider yeah experience business experience and, and 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 then bring some of those bits of knowledge and advice and experience back into the yeah in, in into the into the family business and longevity when i first joined the business i thought that you just run about meeting people you knew from your previous life and they would just sign up and they'd be fantastic <laughs> i learned that lesson fairly quickly as well yeah but i remember those days a couple of years into it you start to get some opportunities. Five years in, you get more opportunities. Ten years into now, there isn't a month that goes by that someone will say, can you come look at this for us? Yeah. Just because I think with us, we're just comfortable. And ten years when you're young seems like a huge amount of time, but in businesses, it's not a huge amount of time. It's so quicker. We're all getting older. <laughs> Superb. Listen, thank you, Paul. Thanks for joining us today. That's excellent uh, and an absolute pleasure to speak to and always a pleasure to see you as well. So thank you very much indeed. Cheers, Matthew. And thank you to everybody out there for joining us on this Business Roots chat as well. I hope you've learned a little bit about Paul and his journey, a little bit about Aspen. Uh, if you think that you might need some IT solutions, then obviously Paul will be very pleased to hear from you, so give him a shout. And of course, we have more of these Business Roots chats at your usual podcast platforms. So have a look, check them out, and hopefully we'll see you all again soon.